This is the Designated Degenerates Pick'em Podcast. Alright, this is the Generous Pick'em Podcast, week 16. That's right, man. It is almost over. You have 31 picks left counting the playoffs. Don't forget to pick the playoffs. I mean, that's 11 picks right there. Um, not exactly sure how that goes as far as the pick'em. I, mean, I know, obviously, we got 10 this week, 10 next week. And I'm assuming you just have to pick... All the games in those weeks. I assume that's how it'll go. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it'll work itself out. But don't forget about the 11 playoff games. I think there's probably a couple people uh, in the league who probably think that this ends uh, after the regular season. But that's just not the case. So be sure to look out for that. Don't forget about the playoffs. Don't forget to make those picks. You know, even for bragging rights. Like, even if you're not in contention... You should still make those picks because there's, I mean, it's close just about throughout. You know, there's a lot, I mean, there's people that are out of it at this point. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think you got to have bragging rights. A lot of us are, are buddies in this league, and, you know, I want to be able to say I finished above you in the league. Do what you want. I don't care. Uh, but I know I want the bragging rights. And uh, I think a lot of people do too, I, because there's some people that are still competing that are definitely. You know, out of this thing, I would say. And looking at it, I'm not exactly sure where you would draw the line to say you're out of it. I would say 31 picks. Uh, if you gain, what, two a week on the leader, which is reasonable, I think. That's six picks, so that puts... Uh, that means like there's what, one, two, three, four, five people in contention in this thing. You might could go a little further, but I think Josh Walker, Seth McReynolds, Cole Porter, Ethan Thomason, that's me, uh, Josh Cates, those are one of those people are just going to be crowned your, uh, champion, you know, and the spreads in the playoffs, it's not, it's not going to be easy to gain in that, in the playoffs. I mean, you got 11 picks. Yeah, but. Um, you know, I think you're going to have the hard parts going to be after the first week of the playoffs, everyone's probably going to lean the same way on those games, just based off of the recent history of the league. Everyone always picking favorites, that kind of thing. So, you know, whenever you get down to the AFC NFC championship games, it's two games, you know, chances are. A lot of people are going to pick the same way on both of those games. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, in, I'm interested to see how it plays out in the end. Uh, but I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Uh, NFL news, not a lot. I pulled up some stuff, but there's not a lot going on. Looks like Derek Carr might be throwing the football this week. Uh, he was a full participant in practice. Uh, I don't know if he comes back this week or not, but... Merry Christmas to you also. Uh, I know a lot of people won't listen. It's a busy week, and 
it was it, it took everything I had to even get this the stats and all that done. I'm sorry for the delay. I'm sorry I didn't update the Debrickishaw when I should have. Uh, I'm really ready for this to be over, uh, just because it it does take up so much time for me uh, to have to do all the stats, do all the numbers, and put together the podcast. Which I, I mean, I enjoy all of it, but it's just these past few weeks have been kind of a grind have been kind of a grind and uh, I, I'm, I do look forward to this wrapping up so I can have some free time back. Plus, I mean, the fishing is, you know, these next few weeks, it's going to get cold, but those suckers are going to be loading up for the spring and I got to be out there ripping those faces off. You know what I'm saying? So Merry Christmas to you, you and your family. I'm not sure who I was going to listen to this one, but uh, thank you for listening, uh, and, and I do hope you and your family have a Merry Christmas. That being said, let's move into Week 15 Stats and Awards right now. Island Award. There's a ton this week. This is probably the most we've had in a single week. I mean, it's insane. Uh, one, two, three, four people had a Lonely Island Award this week, so that's kind of impressive. This week was a little screwy, man. It was a little bit, I mean, to big upsets. The dogs ran wild. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but some pretty huge upsets, and a lot of games were decided by one point against the spread. So it was a pretty crazy week. But Philip Stratton had a Lonely Island minus. He was on the wrong side of the Denver-Buffalo game. He took Denver. Drew White, Lonely Island minus. Took New England. Miami covered. Ethan Thomason, that's me. Lonely Island plus. I've wanted to win this one. I've wanted to win this one for a while. I've wanted to win this one. And Pickmaster of the Week. Those are the two that I've, I've wanted. Uh, and I'm happy to say that I took Washington. And they covered by one versus Seattle. I got to thank Chris Beller for that pick. He didn't give me that particular pick. But he talked to me in the... We talked about Buffalo... Or not Buffalo. Washington a couple weeks ago. And he, he got me fired up about him. I don't know if he knew it or not. But he fired me up about Washington. And... You know, running the stats, seeing that Washington's like number two in margins against the spread in the NFL. I felt good about Washington. I'm happy I took that one. Covered by one versus Seattle. Cole Porter, Lonely Island positive, took Atlanta versus Tampa Bay. And Atlanta covered. Everybody else was on Tampa Bay. Participation trophy, Gus Smith, the sequel. Two correct this week. Last week's most improved degenerate. Just two this week. Uh, So he's in a good spot to move into the most improved degenerate of the week next week. Oh, back to the Lonely Island Award. Philip Stratton, that was his second Lonely Island negative, right? Yeah. He had one in week 13 and one in week 15. Drew White, that is his fourth 
Lonely Island Award, he had a minus in week 9, a positive in week 10, a positive in week 12, and a negative in week this week, week 15. I think he's been... Yeah, he def, he is the... He's won the more... He's He's been on the Lonely Island more than anybody else. Uh, four. The next person had three. Uh, that's my... F- First, Lonely Island positive. I had a minus back in week three. And Cole Porter had... He's been a Lonely Islander. Oh, he's been at four times. He just did it twice in one week. So him and Drew are tied for that crown most on the island. Uh, He had a positive and a negative in week four. A negative in week 14 and a positive this week. Uh, That is on the participation, participation trophy side of things. This is Gus Smith's uh, second time in three weeks getting the lonely er, the participation trophy award, and most improved degenerate of the week goes to Cole Porter. He had three three right last week and seven this week, tied for the number one spot in the league this week. Cole Porter, that is his first no second time being most improved degenerate of the week he did it back in week four Pickmaster of the week chris oslonian seven correct picks tied for first in the league and plus 72 against the spread uh i think that's good enough for eighth all time i'm not sure we'll get into the records here in a minute but let's get into the stats this week the favorites won six times dogs won 10 Favorites are 104 on the season, and dogs have 116. Home favorites went 4 and 5 this week, 58 and 73 on the season. Home dogs went 5 and 2 this week, 47 and 45 on the season. Home favorites, 58 and 73 on the season. That's an interesting stat, and I can't believe I'm just now really paying attention to that. That is that's pretty interesting that a home the home favorites are are so terrible. Home teams won nine games this week. Away teams won seven. Home teams have won 105 this season, and away teams have won 118. Uh, we knew that was a trend. I've brought that up before. Um, let's see here, week 15 picks 176 for the favorite, 49 to the dog. Uh, not unusual percentages there. 73 of our 176 favorite picks were correct for 41.48%. 33 of the 49 dogs picked were correct for 67.35%. This week we went 106 and 225 for a collective percentage of 47.11% correct. On the year... Uh, not much has changed. 73% for the favorites, 26% for the dogs. We're picking favorites at 47.87% and uh, percent correct. Of those picks, those are correct. And of the dogs, 556, 54% of the time we picked dogs correctly. Overall, 49.59% on the season, which is kind of what I thought. Kind of what I thought it would be. Uh, uh, where we're at, 50%, it makes sense. Uh, you know, after the first couple of weeks, I really thought it would have been a lot more, but not so much. All right, the least picked game of the week was the Jacksonville and Baltimore game. Nine picks, seven of them were on Baltimore. They were correct. And the most picked game of the week 
uh, with 22. It was Ty Cleveland in the Giants game and Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Those are your two most picked games of the week. So Sunday night football, Monday night football. Uh, majority picks went six and nine this week. And let me pull up the majority stats thing that we do, whatever it's called, whatever you want to call it. Um, if we put the full pot in and divided up the majority picks, by the way, I know that number is 15, six and nine is 15. We did not have a majority in the New York Jets and Los Angeles Rams game. It was split 50, 50, uh, five and five, by the way. Way to go, Jets. That's incredible. Uh, 17 and a half point dog, which I thought was a bunch of points. And I think I may have said it in the podcast that that was a ton of points. Uh, especially for a Jets team that I thought, you know, had been playing better football. It's kind of a smack in the face to them. And they ended up winning that game outright. Pretty impressive. Wish I'd have had that on the money line. This week, we started with $260.98 in the pot. Uh, divided up. Amongst the 15 games that we had a majority on, we would have had $17 per bet. Uh, we would have lost $60.30, putting our pot at $200.68, which is the lowest it has been since week 11 when we ended up, or excuse me, yeah, week 11 we ended up with $178.94 in the pot, and we would have uh, started week 12 with that. So, all right. That's that. Um, I, about that, so I here I'm, very, I'm I am looking forward to the playoffs because I mean the money's going to be spread pretty thick per bet because there's not going to be as many games, and you know I think if we can if we can get to three hundred and fifty dollars, we can get close to breaking even as far as the pot goes. So that would be an incredible feat. Anytime you can break even in betting. On an NFL season, it is a blessing. All right, uh, let's get into let's do the Debrickashaw Ferguson Memorial Trophy. Or gosh, damn it, it's late. Debrickashaw Ferguson Memorial Classic Trophyless Trophy Award. Shaw Ferguson Memorial Classic Trophyless Trophy Award $50 gift card and a sweet something. Still not sure. Got to order the cards and get that going. Get that going. Presented by Ethan Thomason Realty. Ethan Thomason's Realtor with Haley Auctions and Realty. If anyone you know Trying to get rid of a house. Trying to buy a house. Give them, tell them to give me a call today. Love to work with them. Tired of working with the suits? Give me a call. We'll make it happen. Alright. Let's talk about the DeBrickashaw. I'm not sure where we stand on this thing. So Josh Walker leads still. Back in the lead. 324 points. Chris Beller 168. Seth McReynolds and Josh Cates tied for third with 57. In fifth place, Tate Piper with 48. Ryan Bibb got 47. Uh, pretty close in the 40 department there. So Seth McReynolds, 
57, Josh Cates, 57, Tate Piper, 48, Ryan Bibb, 47, Chris O, 46, Cole Porter, 43, Big Easy, 41, then Thomas Miller at negative 8. So it's pretty interesting right there to see who's going to come out out of that crowd. Most of those guys had pretty decent weeks this week. And as far as that goes, man, like I had a good week in the pick them, but once again, picked the wrong spreads, man. I kept the, the big ones I missed. Or if I hit a big one, I lost another big one. And then I just hit the damn plus one, plus ones bullshit. Ended up with four points this week. So it's kind of crazy how I finished at the top of the league, or near the top of the league as far as picks go, but squandered in the, in the you know, whatever. It sucks. It sucks. You got to be careful. You got to pick the correct. T- it's just tough. Josh Walker seems to be running away with this thing. I don't think he's invincible in this thing. I think that, uh, you know, he's just a few bad picks away, a few big margins away um, from getting caught, man. And I think if you're in the positives right now, I think you got a chance. I think you got a chance. If you're in the negatives, man, it's, it's a it's an uphill battle, but it's definitely doable. It's definitely doable. This week, as far as records go, well, you know, hold on, you know, let me give a little bit of love to the this week's top five against the spread. Chris Oslonian hanging a 72 spot. Carlos Quarles plus 56. Mike Lee plus 50. Josh Walker plus 49. And Will Hammon plus 48. Congratulations to those, those guys. Top five this week in margins against the spread. As far as movement goes, I took a picture of it. Where did it go? Dudley Bolden took a big shit this week. Not sure where what happened to him. He only picked the last five games. Oh, yeah, by the way, I got to make my picks. Uh, he lost nine positions. He's in 16th now, negative 83. John Haley, same story. Uh, only picked the last five games and dropped seven positions, negative 154. He's in 21st. Uh, the biggest climber this week is a tie. Chris O jumped four spots to seventh. Mike Lee jumped four spots to 11th, and Will Hammond jumps four spots to tied for 17th. Uh, the big droppers, Dudley and John Haley, that's pretty much it. Uh, big Easy took a poop, too. Uh, he dropped five spots to ninth. So, constantly movement in the DeBrickishaw Ferguson Memorial Classic Trophyless Trophy Award. Let's look at the record book here. Let me get it pulled up. The Pick'em records, uh, we didn't have anything spectacular this week as far as life-changing stuff. Uh, but we do have two new contest or two new people at the uh, most times weekly leader uh, category. Uh, it's three, two, and one is how, I mean, you. that's the most times someone's been a weekly leader is three times. Chris Oslonian jumped up there and Cole Porter did as well. Chris was a week leader in week three, week eight, and now week 15. Cole Porter was a week leader in week six, week 13, and week 15. The other two people uh, that have been a week leader three times, Seth McReynolds week four, seven, and nine. Mitchell Moore week two, three, and nine. Uh, Looks like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 15, 16, 17. 18 different people have been a week leader. I love counting in your ear. 
I hope you're trying to go to sleep and I'm counting sheep for you. But 18 people have been a weak leader in this league. So that's kind of cool. Uh, only 10 people have not had that honor. So still time. Still time for you to get up there and put your name up there. I enjoy seeing that. I enjoy seeing who has been a weak leader and who has not been a weak leader. Is there any notables on there? Philip Stratton, my boy. You have not been a weak leader. We need to change that. Will Hammon, you have not either. Those were those. No, well, Will was week six. Okay, all right. I'm gonna stop doing that because I'm getting those wrong. Highest margin, points margin against the spread in the week. Uh, Chris had the highest this week. He was 72. That's good enough for eighth all time. Um, so there you go, eighth all time. Good for you. Game with highest margins against the spread. There was no record there. The 23 points posted by who was that? 23 points. Boy, probably not going to find out. There's a lot of flipping here. Wish you could see this book. Uh, the Cincinnati Cincinnati put 23 up against Pittsburgh. And Denver took 23 against Buffalo. So that was close, but the 10th spot is 24, which is the Baltimore-Cleveland game back in week one and the Jets-Seattle game back in week 14. So, all right, that's that. Oh, uh, as far as... Teams, margins against the spread, NFL margins against the spread. Let me pick that up. Your top five, Miami Dolphins, plus 109. Washington football team, plus 61. New Orleans Saints, 53. Buffalo Bills, 52. And the Chicago Bears, plus 37. Kind of a shock to see the Bears up there, but they've been playing good football as of late. Uh, The bottom five, of course, the Dallas Cowboys, minus 82. The Detroit Lions, minus 76. New York Jets, minus 72. The Chargers, minus 59. And the Houston Texans, minus 47. Although I do like the I do like what the Texans have been doing. Handling business against Indianapolis is always fun. So, there you go. And I don't think I've talked about teams and their records against the spread. Uh, nothing really jumps out. It's if you've listened to the podcast before, you kind of get the same gist. It's not really changed a whole lot. Um, give mad respect to Miami, and no matter who Miami plays for the rest of the year, I think they've been good enough for everybody to where you 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 owe them your picks from here on out. Uh, they've been they're eleven and three, eleven and three. Does that make sense? Yeah, eleven and three on the season. That's impressive. They've definitely been a help. Uh, if you picked up on them early and noticed the trend, always a plus. Cincinnati, nine and five. It's kind of leveled out, but you can still depend on Cincinnati, and I like that. Green Bay, nine and five as well. Uh, and I think that's it. I think that's it. No, Washington, nine and five. Not a lot of people talk about Washington, but they're very good against the spread. Uh, the bad teams against the spread, you know who they are. Um, I don't even feel like I have to say it, but Carolina's not very good against the spread. Uh, or not Carolina. Excuse me. I misspoke. I misspoke. I'm not even sure who I was looking at. No, my... no I'm going to skip this. I'm getting kind of confused as to what I'm looking at here. Detroit's not very good against the spread. Neither are the Chargers. Neither is Houston. Neither is Philadelphia. Neither is San Francisco. Okay. 
I've done my part. I've told you those things. All right, let's uh, do a uh, week preview or preview of the next week, and then we'll wrap up this podcast, and hopefully uh, either you get ready for Christmas or whatever your Christmas thing is. Week 16 matchups, once again a blind reaction, this is my first time looking at it, I kind of scrolled through a little bit during, while everything was loading, and I don't hate the board, but I don't love the board, uh, it looks like I, I mean I feel good, I feel good enough to say 5, and that's just like I just scrolled through and kind of looked, uh, but I feel like 5 is a comfortable number, 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 number 5 is a comfortable number, Five is a comfortable number for me this week. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to get ten, but I'm saying I'm going to feel comfortable with five. So the Christmas Day game, starting at 3.30, by the way, is the Vikings at Saints. Saints are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over the Vikings. Does seem like a lot of points against the Vikings. Uh, touchdown plus one. I just, I don't know. The Vikings haven't been playing great. They're six and eight on the season. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, Saturday. Looks like we got three games Saturday. Buccaneers at Lions. Lions are an eight and a half point dog. I just don't feel comfortable betting on the Bucks anymore. You would the Lions are terrible though. You know you would like uh, San Francisco at Carol or uh, San Francisco at the Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals, there you go. That's who I was trying to think of. Cardinals are a four and a half point dog. Mm, both those teams suck against the spread. Dolphins at Raiders. Raiders are a two and a half point dog. Like I said, you got to give the Dolphins your picks from here on out. It's just the way it is, man. Dolphins are uh, well deserving of your pick at this point. Falcons Chiefs. On Sunday, this is the noon game. uh, Falcons-Chiefs. Chiefs Chiefs are a a 10.5 point favorite over the Falcons. I don't like double-digit spreads. Especially late in the season as well. Alright, I'm not going to get into it. Chiefs probably will hang that number on the Falcons. Bears-Jags. Jags Jags 7.5 point dog against the Bears. Who knows what Bears team you'll get. Bengals, Texans, Texans, nine and a half point dog versus the Bengals. Cincinnati still finding a way to cover. Cincinnati still finding a way to cover without Joey covers Burrows. It's late. Get off me. Uh, Browns, Jets, Jets, nine and a half point dog. Jets have kind of earned a, a, a courtesy pick, I think, after last week's performance. Colts, Steelers, Steelers, one and a half point favorite. Or, excuse me, one-and-a-half-point dog against the Colts. Well, I like that. Steelers been playing bad, but... Sheesh. Looks like the percentages picked is 53% for the Colts and 47% for the Steelers. Maybe I will not touch that game. Giants, Ravens, 
Ravens are a ten and a half point favorite over the Giants. Ravens, we've kind of talked about this before. When they play a team that's worth a damn, uh, they don't cover, and when they play a team that they should demolish, they usually do. So you know, kind of, I, I feel like the Ravens might cover that number. Giants are pretty good at covering, so I don't hate the Giants pick. All right, this Sunday afternoon games or the Sunday 3 o'clock time slate games. Uh, Carolina Panthers at Washington football team. Washington football team is a two-and-a-half point favorite. I'm, I'm hung on Washington. I can't get enough. Broncos at Chargers. Chargers three-and-a-half point favorite. Don't trust the Broncos. Rams at Seahawks. Rams two-and-a-half point dog. You'd like to think they rebound here. Uh, Eagles at Cowboys, Cowboys one and a half point dog to the Eagles. Ooh, I don't like that game either. Titans, uh, Sunday night game, Titans at Packers, Packers three and a half point favorite. And your Monday night game, Bills at Patriots, Patriots seven and a half point dog to the Bills. So I'm about to make my picks here in just a minute. Get those set up. Good to go. I uh, wish you a Merry Christmas. I hope you have a great week, but not better than mine. And don't forget, or not don't forget, but um, the Monday games will be tallied. I'm going to tally the Monday games for those that are in contention on, I guess, the last week of the season. So next after next week, I will uh, tally those up. And I'll post it on the Facebook page who everyone's, the number of Monday oh gosh, damn it, I need to go to bed. The number of Monday games that you got correct, and that way you know where you stand as far as a tiebreaker if it's if it comes down to that at the end of the season, uh, for first or second. So, also, if there's a tie for first, I hope you understand that if you're in second, you're not going to get paid because you know first and second would be a tie and then there'll be a tiebreaker. So that's how that works. But I will say this. If there is a tie for first and a tiebreaker, the tie, uh, the Monday night tiebreaker is also a tie for those two people. Then they will split the money unless they, you know, I'll talk to those two people. They may come up with, we may come up with a thing just between those two people. Well, no, that wouldn't be fair for second. All right. Never mind. That's all. You'll split the money if there's a tie in the Monday nights and the tie in the tiebreaker. Or tie in the... I'm going to bed. All right, goodbye. 